you're trying to figure out how to configure the things, how to configure the people, new house, who it is. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just tell y'all, these are all my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all. Let's jump into it. We are moving steam ahead with another episode. Welcome back to Autumn Peoples. Hi, peeps. Autumn Peoples who have been with me from the beginning or you joined me early on. Welcome back. You know you are welcome. And for all of my new listeners, welcome. You are in the right place, y'all. We're going to go ahead and get started with the book that I read. And I um, I don't know if you heard, but Colleen Hoover has been getting a lot of airtime recently. I think that the book people are talking about the most these days is It Ends With Us. Okay, so people have been talking about that book, talking about a book. I saw it. I don't have a TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but I did see a book talk of, that included her. There are YouTubers who talk about their books. And she's been on a lot of their lists. So, yeah, I was like, okay, who is this woman? What are these books? And I was actually at a book club. This is when I was still in Japan. And one of the women there recommended another book of Colleen Hoover's that I have not heard other people talk about. So I thought, you know what? I'm not necessarily the person who's going to try to read the things that are like hot, 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 because it it doesn't always mean that they're good, at least in my opinion. But I thought it might be good to read this author at the very least. And so I chose to read the book Layla by Colleen Hoover. And that book came out in 2020. And the three words I have for the book are arresting, dubious, labyrinth. All right, y'all, arresting. I say arresting because this book from the very first lines catches your attention. It arrests your attention. It's very arresting, this book. And you start off in a conundrum, some type of like very high stakes situation. Looks like some wild stuff, some criminal stuff is happening. And it arrests your attention. It took me, I mean, from the very first lines to say, what is going on here? And then in the next chapter, next section, I'm like, okay, so is maybe this is okay, even though I think something criminal is happening. Maybe I, 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 who's guilty? Is Are they guilty? I, I don't know. And it really captivates you. I, I said the word arresting in this case, because from the beginning, it does that to you. Um, the next word I would say is labyrinth, and I know I'm switching it up. So labyrinth because you walk into the story and you make a turn and then you keep walking, and then there's another turn and then you keep walking. And then all of a sudden 
you realize that you are deeper and deeper and deeper into this novel. And it does not seem like the end is near. Like we don't, we don't see our way out of it. And I said that in a good way. There are so many twists and turns and not kind of like, ah, gotcha twist. Not in that way of, you know, just very twisty. I wouldn't call it a twisty book, but definitely a labyrinth. The way that the story unfolds specifically, you're just going deeper and deeper. And you're trying to figure out what's really going on here. And the whole way through, I'm like, okay, I think I have some clarity about this. I think I think I see the hatch, the emergency hatch to get out of here. And then something else gets revealed. And I'm like, wait, 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 before I leave, I think we need to figure that part out now. So I need to continue to walk down these corridors and open these doors that lead to more doors. And so that's how the book was, y'all. And the last word, dubious. I say dubious because as the reader, at least for me, I was doubting the characters the whole time. And it's constructed that way. I was wondering, I mean, you have the main character, the narrator voice, and he is telling you what's going on presently and what happened in the past. And for most of the first half of the book, I'm like, mm-mm, something going on with him. What's happening here? And then for Layla, the Layla character, I spent a lot of time. I mean, at first I was like, okay, empathy towards her. And then I had side eye pretty quickly. I'm like, mm-mm, something, something underneath this girl. Some, some, there's something different about this girl that I'm not quite trusting. Dubious. The whole situation just dubious the whole time. And it really isn't until the very end as any writer would intend to do that I understood what was really going on. And it was written that way. Like there's there's a couple of little doors that get open towards the end of the book and you're like, oh, that's what's happening. And then at the very end of the book, it's like, oh, that's what happened. So very much dubious towards the characters the whole time because I'm like, I... Don't know who's real, who's fake, who's being upfront, who has ulterior motives. Are people telling the truth? Are they being upfront about who they are? Is is this a criminal situation? Like, what's really happening? So, wildness. Like I said, the words for me were arresting, labyrinth, and dubious. The book is Layla by Colleen Hoover. Came out in 2020. Pick it up if you so choose. All right, y'all, moving on to the topic of the day. Y'all, you know, I have been talking about being in a new duty station as a military spouse, Navy spouse. We are out here in Washington, and I am in our new place and getting adjusted. You know, because that adjustment period, no matter what you're doing, when you have to adjust, it takes some time usually, to do that adjustment. And, um, you know, one of the things I was just thinking about in the past week is, listen, it's not just a new city, a different country. It's not just different 
food culture and different atmosphere around, the actual place that you live is not going to be the same. And you know what? Duh. That's obvious. But the fact is that I was just thinking, I I don't think you ever realize how many different types of housing and ways to live there are unless you move around a lot. And as a military spouse, I have moved around a lot, okay? And and you just you just never knew there are so many different types of floor plans and just things you take for granted space-wise. I am trying to figure that out now while it's been wild, okay? So, you know, some of the things I, I can think about that I've seen, I mean, open floor plans, we talk about that a lot. HGTV, they, they've sold us in the last decade. Open floor plan, open floor, really the last 20 years, open floor plan, right? Everybody who goes to look for houses, they always want an open floor plan, right? But, um, you know, they're not always that way everywhere. There's, you know, sometimes you're looking through the bathroom and you realize, oh my gosh, you know, this bathroom has tons of empty space. And you didn't realize storage is a big thing for certain types of homes and not for others. And I mean, just shower. Now, I've lived in different places even before the military, even before being a military spouse. I lived in China and I remember coming to terms with the fact that the shower sprays directly on the bathroom floor in a lot of homes that are more traditional, okay? The the water goes straight to the floor and there's a drain. It kind of seeps down to the drain. Everything is kind of angled toward that drain. But but that's how it was. And I just never thought about it. Light placement, y'all. I never thought about how important it is to be able to walk into your house, turn on the light, and then be able to turn off that same entrance light when you go further into the house, when you turn the corner, if there's a corner or whatever. And I'm trying to figure out like, why? Why do I have to come back? I take my shoes off and come back to the front door to turn the light off. That's just wild to me. And y'all, I never thought about it. And I was like, you know what? There are so many factors in trying to adjust to this house because it's like new house who this? That's what the that's what the place is saying to me. Who are you? This is a new house, okay? You just can't put your shoes here anymore because there is no space for that, okay? You trying to cut on lights and cut off like I'm trying to cut on a light and that is the garbage disposal. I, where is the light right here above the sink? Y'all, I'm like trying to figure out, okay, so am I going to put my little photo wall over here this light? Mm-mm. Uh-uh, sis, this is a long wall. This is not like a little short wall that's broken up by a, a, a pillar or anything like that anymore. You got to adjust a new house who it is. And it's wild. Just in terms, I mean, we talk about storage a lot. I'm looking around. Where certain places have the water heater? Yeah. Yeah. I get here to Washington. I see a whole bunch of water heaters in the closets. I'm like... Who 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 sent you? I did not send for this. Who? Wh- why are you here? I don't even remember where the water heater. Okay, now I remember. Now that I'm thinking about it, I remember where the water heater was when we lived in Japan, y'all. It was out the way. It was tucked away. It was in its own little compartment. I never opened that door outside of the first time I walked through that apartment. Okay, 
Now I got to look at this thing. I'm looking at the water heater right now. What? What are you doing here? Why are you so big? New house, who this? Now I got to figure out closet space differently, right? Because it's just set up differently. Bathroom space, had to figure that out differently. Linen closets, it's like, mm. okay, so how many closets are we working with? So the, the so my tiles might have to go under my basmati rice, okay? Because that's what we're working with. It's just you got to do a different configuration of your home, you know, where I'm putting my kitchen. Oh, kitchen? Yes. Where I'm trying to put my air fryer and then my little mixer. And then I got to have my smoothie. So where's where's my blender going to go? It's going to go over here? Because I usually like my, my blender and my, my George Foreman to be next to each other. But maybe I got to put y'all. New house who this, okay? I don't know if y'all have been through it or not, even where to put the trash can. Y'all, and I remember being kind of confused about where to put the trash can last place we lived. It was just like, mm, is there really a perfect place for it? And we're not one of those small trash can people. I learned that very early when we were in California. We were in an Airbnb for a brief amount of time. And the Airbnb had a little trash can that was under the sink. You know how you open up a little drawer, a little cabinet, right? And there's a little trash can. That was not enough for my husband. My husband's like, "Mm mm-mm, we are not taking out this trash every single day. We need a bigger trash can. So we bought a bigger trash can. Y'all, so when you live that type of life, it's just like, okay, give me a nice little open space so I can put my trash can. And then I had to put my recycling bin next to it. I'm like, well... Well, when my when my kitchen table gets here, that's not gonna be a good spot. Not anymore. Mm-mm. Y'all new house who this. And I know that many of those who are military spouses listening right now, you know how that is. You always trying to figure out if you have children and it's like you had a three-bedroom before and now you have a two-bedroom, or if you had a four-bedroom. And then you had to move to military house and it had three bedrooms and you have four children you, and you got to figure out or five children, you got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out how to configure the things, how to configure the people, new house, who this. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh, I'll leave it there, but it is a struggle. It's a struggle. It's not definitely not the end of the world. And I'm not even complaining, y'all. It's... It's kind of wild, though, and it's very funny to me, but I'm just like, mm, I'm just going to have to figure it out because it's not going to be the way it was in the last place we lived. All right, y'all, moving on to the last portion of the podcast. Speaking of houses and homes, this particular flash fiction piece is about that kind of, okay? It, it, there's a tangential relationship with homes and houses here. But anyway, I hope that you enjoy it. Another original piece and it is called Casing Out the Joint. Marty should be scaling the fence any minute now. I checked the street corner, but no one's coming. Just a few rats as big as my sister-in-law's left tit sifting through overflowing trash cans. Carlisle, you there? Marty says from the other side of the rotted wood slats. I'm here. I say back, rubbing my hands together in the February cold of New York's Upper West Side. 
Two sets of footsteps approach just around the corner as Marty gets his left leg over the ledge of the fence. Uh Uh-oh. We got visitors. I'm tripping because I can't believe any of these rich bastards is out here this late on a Tuesday night. Hold it, I hiss to Marty before sticking my hands into my coat pockets. Marty falls to the ground on the other side of the fence, and I turn to a trash can and start digging like a bum. You in the wrong neighborhood, buddy, the pig says. Even if he hadn't been wearing his uniform, I would have still detected the oink in his voice. I figured not responding would make him and his partner more curious. And with Marty on the other side of the fence, I don't need this inconvenience to turn into a night in the slammer. Just getting something to eat, I say, reaching deeper into the bin like I found something good. Keep it moving, the fat pig says. I reach for a half-eaten tuna fish sandwich and pickle in a deli takeout container sitting on top of the trash like some passerby tossed it. I like tuna fish. I keep my head down as I pass them, leaving Marty obscured in the shadows on the other side of that fence. But not before I start a whistle. A gravelly hum of the Friends theme song. Our secret code letting the other one know it's time to go. No friends in this zone, even though I wish there were. Marty and I will have to try somewhere else tomorrow night. I got bills to pay. I need to hit a lick. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that piece. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Check me out on Instagram, stationed underscore story. You already know everything, everything is on the website, stationwithstories.com. So check it out. You can read all of the flash fiction. And sometimes I've shared poetry and other types of short works with you there. All of that is on the website. If you are not listening to the podcast on the website, just know that that's another option. And you can communicate with me via the website. So send me a message through there. I would love to communicate with you. And if you have not already rated the podcast and left a comment, do that. Get on over wherever you are listening to this podcast, particularly on the apps. Give it all the stars, y'all. Give the podcast all the stars. Uh Uh-uh, don't be stingy with them stars. Uh Uh-huh, put those stars down and let the people know why you love Stationed with Stories. I am Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. I will be back with you next week. Bye, peeps.